Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. From Pennsylvania Avenue to Main Street, Scott Inez tackles the hot topics like only he can. It's time for Inez Says. I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I'm Scott Inez. Appreciate you being here today. Thanks so much. You can find the podcast all over the place. Apple Podcasts, Spotify. You can find it right there in the WDBO app. And join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. Stream us in the WDBO app. Well, so much to chat about with Brian Kilmeade today. You can hear Brian every weekday on WDBO 9 to noon on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. On the docket for today with Brian, yep, he's back. Donald Trump making a third run at the White House, a potential Trump-DeSantis tussle, and Florida Senator Rick Scott trying to unseat Mitch McConnell as Senate Minority Leader. How's that going to work out? Here's that chat now with Brian here on the Inez Says Podcast. What do you make of the decision by the former president to throw his hat in a ring here, Brian? He's doing it. Uh, he he was had to be talked out of doing it last week when J.D. Vance's last rally. J.D. Vance won uh, one of those uh, Trump picks that did win. So I thought his message yesterday was typical of him. He did point out his track record, which is strong. And it just reminded me of Donald Trump just left. There was no January 6th says, all right, I lost. I got huge problems with the way this was conducted during the pandemic. Maybe had a few follow-up interviews, February, March of that year, maybe June, and just kept this powder dry until yesterday. Maybe back some candidates, did some rallies. People would say, you know, he would almost clear the field. Mm-hmm. Even with Ron DeSantis' success, he'd almost clear the field. But the problem is January 6th. The problem is what taking the records, what he did. The problem was probing into Georgia, what would happen. Uh, and continuing to fight that. And uh, if you read Mike Pence's book, continuing to work behind the scenes uh, to overturn the election. And I just think that if you go back to JFK winning over Richard Nixon and problems that were in the past, that they're regretful that happens, but uh, you move move on. Mm -hmm. And there was a pandemic going on. And a lot of that stuff was just done to expand voting access, wasn't done for insidious uh, evil means to make Democrats successful. Some of it obviously was to their advantage, but that's where you deal with it. If he hadn't done all those things, last night would have been almost a coronation, and he probably would be better off waiting. But the problem is there's all these other investigations, but the one that is total of farce is one in New York, as they have a CFO on trial yesterday, Weissenberg, and that is just pure politics. His business is great. Uh, his banks have been paid off. They're looking back at past transactions saying, we got a problem that you overestimated the value of your properties. Really? The banks don't have a problem. The banks have been paid back. So it's total targeting. Mm. So having said that, the other ones, uh, the other ones are all self-inflicted wounds. 
but he likes being the underdog. The message yesterday was strong. He was measured, I thought, as well last night. I've taken a, a ton of WDBO open mics from our listeners over the last several days, Brian. And it's been interesting to hear the reaction from, from people because once Trump decided to bang on Governor DeSantis down here, a lot of previous Trump supporters called in and said, you don't go there. They're done with Donald Trump. Ron DeSantis is beloved down here by a lot of folks. And, and that's the feeling I get about this go around with the former president that they, a lot of people love him. They love his policies. But it may be time for some people, it may be time for him to move on here. 76 years old, but I don't think that, you know, he's an old 76. Bernie Sanders, for example, not an old 76. Uh, maybe he might even be 78. Uh, you know, Joe Biden is, is all, he acts like he's 98. Instead of 80, <laughs> if you see that he had to sleep his way through the G20 big meeting, which is where you uh, make your uh, personal connections. He was slept through it, got woken up by this uh, catastrophe in Poland where a missile got shot out of the sky from Russia, uh, who has just decided to use precision weapons to, to bomb Ukraine. But you're 100% right, Scott. I opened up the phones last Friday, and I got for the first time, uh, because he went after DeSantis. DeSantis is 44 years old. He's got the military background, the legal background, the athletic background. And now he's got four years of outstanding success, a coronation after a, a, a less than one-point win four years ago. He does so well. He gets Democrat uh, votes. He gets moderate votes. He gets independent votes. And people point to Charlie Chris not being a good candidate. I think that has nothing to do with it. It's all on performance. And I think that Ron DeSantis playing it perfect, not engaging directly, not even committing to running. I mean, there was a story a week before the election, his election, that he's like, I'm not, I'm not going to do it this year. Mm-hmm. So it was a huge mistake for him to go to Yunkin the next day and says it sounds Chinese. It's dumb. Yeah. It's childish. Yeah. Yeah, that's no dumb. Yeah, yeah. But last is. night was strong. So last night he reminds you what he has, and if he could beat some of these investigations, and he keeps going forward in a disciplined, calculated way. Uh, he'll be he'll be better than we thought. But if Ron DeSantis runs, there's a reason why he's winning all these mini polls. Well, at the same time that Donald Trump made his announcement at Mar-a-Lago last night, Ron DeSantis was here in Orlando at a Republican governor's conference getting a standing ovation. And yesterday he was asked about Donald Trump's criticism of him. And he said, at the end of the day, I would just tell people to go check out the scoreboard from last Tuesday night. I thought that was a perfect retort. But do you expect the governor here, Brian, to get into a war of words with Donald Trump? Because that that can be dangerous, as we all know. Not for him. I don't think he'd do it. Mm. Because you know what he's going to do? Mm. I think it's much more intriguing what he's doing now. And at first I thought he's going to just avoid the press, but he can't. So he did it. Big smile on his face. I think the way he – I would not be surprised if we have these conversations and we go months without him ever directing, uh, directly answering Trump. Mm. Yeah, that's interesting. You know, a lot of people say a lot of things. A lot of people say a lot of things. I have a job to do here. Mm-hmm. What my future is going to be is going to be something I'm going to uh, talk to the people closest to me about. Yeah. Next question. Yeah. You know, I, I got to eat Hurricane Ian to rebuild. You know, I got to rebuild in Fort Myers. Uh, I, you know, I got to go take on Disney. You know, and he's going to wait for his next issue. He's going to start shipping again to Martha's Vineyard uh, with the illegal immigrants. I'm sure there's something that's going to pop up in Florida that's going to show him as a governor. Yeah, I think you're and right. I don't think anybody benefits from doing this before Thanksgiving. My goodness, we're <laughs> going to forget everything. We've got Thanksgiving, we've got Christmas, we've got New Year's. 
Just wait. Well, as you well know, Donald Trump operates on his own timeline, and he made the decision to go last night. What about former VP Mike Pence? He's got aspirations, obviously, for a White House run. He's been doing the interview circuit here lately with you guys and other networks. He seems to be trying to take the lane of sensible Republican candidate. What do you think of Mike Pence's chances here? Like you said, he's going to, he's in, I, I think he's going to say he's in, unless money is really an issue and he can't get a, a single donor. Yeah. So but if, if money is decent, allows him to launch, like if it's decent, allows Asa Hutchinson to launch and let Larry Hogan launch, you know, he'll be the strongest out of the second division. But the leader is going to be, the th- leader is going to be Trump, mm-hmm. Youngkin, DeSantis. I have Mike Pence today. So he is going to be Good. the first hour. Good, okay. He's going to be in studio. Yeah. So I'll be bringing it up. I, re- I did read the first and last chapter of his book, the other stuff about his childhood and everything. No offense, but I don't have enough time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm, you know, and I, I read some of the Russia stuff and what he did. Him and Trump were a great team. It's such a waste. And, I, and, and I'm going to bring him to the last interaction that they had. It's Trump's worst moment. It's worst moment for the public, worst moment as a plan, and worst moment with, with uh, Mike Pence. And it's just... It's totally on Trump. Mike Pence did the 100% right thing. He saw every legal aspect and said, I don't know, I have a problem with the election, but there's no legal road for this. I yeah. can't overturn an election. I'm not going to do it. Like, Mike, be tough. Be tough. <laughs> there's nothing for me to do here. Yes. No, you're absolutely right. And, and this is a man in Mike Pence who stuck with Donald Trump for four years, thick or thin. Real quick, before I let you go, what do you make of our senator, Rick Scott, trying to unseat Mitch McConnell as the Senate uh, minority leader, I, I think it's, it's a long shot at best, but there's a, there's a lot of grumbling up there about both McConnell and, and perhaps Kevin McCarthy, even though he will likely be the next House Speaker. What, what do you make of that move by Senator Rick Scott? Well, the problem is Rick Scott's record doesn't look good either. Mm. You know, Rick Scott is the one that just put out that we have to rein in a non-discretionary spending. We've got to re-examine Social Security and Medicare, which is responsible and clinical, but it's not political. That allowed the attacks on Social Security to rattle seniors, as well as Medicare. People worried about their, uh, they're worried about their insurance. He put that out without mm-hmm. talking to people. Mm-hmm. McConnell went the other way. Said, "I'm not putting one policy out. These guys suck, and we're just going to be not them." That was wrong too. But Rick Scott's got a problem, problem record. I like Rick Scott, but Rick Scott also has to take responsibility for the failure to win the Senate. It's not if it's Marco Rubio who said, I ran a race and I should be leader, who just, you know, was effective and is on a bit of a roll. This is on Rick Scott and Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell was ridiculous giving Murkowski money, ridiculous pulling it from Masters, just totally dumb by taking away from Bulldog. You should be in there just helping out the Republicans, even if they don't agree with you. Can someone put, you know, the country first? Mm, yeah. So, uh, you know, that's my problem. He's got uh, Senator Braun. He has uh, Senator Josh Hawley. Uh, John Cornyn says Rick Scott's got single digits. Mm. So that's not going to be enough. As always, appreciate Brian Kilmeade's time on the Inez Says podcast. That will wrap it up for the podcast. Join me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO, 107.3 FM and AM 580. And be sure to stream us in the WDBO app. I'll see you next time.